Hot Takes and Cold Bears with your host, Chris and Joe! Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Hot Takes and Cold Beers. With you as always, myself, Joe, and Chris. How's it going today, brother? It's good night, dude. Had a great weekend. Did some hiking. It was fantastic. Had a couple beers up there in West Virginia. You know, fun times. But uh, now it's always good to sit down, wind down the weekend with with my brother over here. Yep, and also joining us tonight, uh, first time guest on the podcast, we'd like to welcome Lennon. Lennon, how is it going today? It's going great, man. How's it going with you guys? Oh, not too bad. Would you like to tell our listeners a little bit about what you do? Well, um, I uh, I do work uh, over at Bougeon Brewery over in Waynesville, North Carolina. But uh, I also currently write for the Cave Sports. Uh, it's a company out of Missouri that covers uh, the Chiefs, the Royals, the uh, – I think the University of Missouri, too, if I'm not mistaken, and the uh, St. Louis Blues. Uh, but it's it's a really great company to work for, you know? For sure, oh, man. man. I remember, that'd be an awesome gig. Yeah, and I'm, you got both because, like, uh, this is hot takes and cold beers. We talk about sports and beer, and you got both sides of the ball uh, down pretty pat, so you fit in right here perfectly. Well, I'm just glad for the opportunity. Come on, man. <laughs> absolutely so one thing that we always do on this podcast Lennon, is we talk about what beer we're drinking tonight so what beer are you drinking today if you're drinking a beer i guess i didn't even answer that but uh well i mean i'm not drinking one right now because i'm out but i uh i have a empty one right next to me it's a king of the mountain by uh Bougian brewery it's it's probably one of my favorite beers by them okay what what style is it? IPA? Is it half and What is it? It's a double IPA. Ooh, uh, nice. About, I think it's uh, want to say eight percent. Oh, okay. Solid. Yeah. That'll get the job done, dude. Sounds delicious. Oh, yeah. It it definitely is, and it's affordable too. It's like nice. five bucks. Solid. So is that a is that brewing company you work for? Is that pretty local, or do they distribute a little bit wider? Um, they, they are local. Uh, they're uh, based out of Waynesville, North Carolina. We have a, we have a little factory over in another part of town that, uh, that makes it, but, uh, we, we do distribute to a lot of places, uh, outside of Waynesville. We distribute to like Asheville and other cities like that. Gotcha. Cool, That's man. Cool. If I'm in yeah. the area, I'm definitely gonna have to check them out because it sounds good. Oh Yeah. It definitely is. Uh, we also have a, like a lower part, the gym. It's our. It's it's like a little bar area that we've got. Okay. Nice. Hell yeah, dude! I'll have to stop by and check them out. Joe, what you drinking on tonight, buddy? Oh well, you know I didn't have a lot of time to go shopping this weekend, so I'm drinking a traditional amber lager by America's oldest brewery. It's a uh, very refreshing. Um, <laughs> I would have to go out and say that it's one of my favorite beers. And for those of you who don't know, that of course is. Uh, John Eagling and Sons Amber Traditional Lager. So there you go. Shout out. Sponsor me, Yingling. I drink you every episode. <laughs> Hell yeah, bro. Gotta love it. 
And, uh, we're wearing the we're we're wearing the Browns jerseys tonight for uh, for our episode here with Lennon, and so I decided to drink the beer of champions, uh, you know, Christy Miller Light on deck. Mm. Goes down smooth every time. Yeah, Lennon. So if you don't know, we refer to Miller Light as the beer of champions uh, because back in 2016, Cleveland Cavaliers and NBA Finals, we're watching Game Seven together in Hawaii. Uh, and we were drinking a Hawaii beer, Big Wave by Kona. Um, we're drinking that for the first half of the game. Obviously, the Cavs are trailing at halftime. So Chris, like, we're both at halftime. We're both freaking out. We're both nervous. Chris, like, looks at me, shakes me on the shoulders. He's like, we got to drink Miller Lite. we got to drink Miller Lite. So we drink Miller Lite uh, <laughs> for the second half of the game. And we all know how that story ends. So from then on, Miller Lite is the beer champions. Um, we've drinking it through the Browns games, uh, last season, especially, I will say that for two of the games that the Browns lost last season, it's cause when I was at my local Browns backers bar, the bar was out of Miller Lite on draft. So I had to drink a different bar beer and we lost. And then, um, also when we were, uh, you know, I noticed your Clemson hoodie and, you know, I'm sorry, man, but back on New Year's Eve last year, or it was New Year's, it was New Year's day last year, uh, we were watching Ohio state play Clemson and, we had Miller Lights, but we took it a step further that time because we had good Miller Lights and bad Miller Lights. So when Ohio State scored a touchdown, that was a good Miller Light. We held on to it as long as we could. When Clemson would score a touchdown or to get a good play, that was a bad Miller Light. Had to chug it, had to pee it out, get a new Miller Light. So <laughs> Miller Light is a very big focal point around our sports world. Definitely is. And if, uh, if we're being completely honest, uh, I'm not actually a Clemson fan. Uh, a buddy of mine got me this hoodie. Uh, I'm actually a UCLA fan, if I'm being okay. honest. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's oh, yeah. not too bad, Dan. You know, we can't talk too much shit about UCLA. I mean, you know, it's UCLA. I, I really don't have any hate or discontent towards them. So it's yeah, all good, yeah. man. Like it's like Alabama or Clemson or like Ohio State. I mean, I know I know you guys are Ohio State. Spent, oh, sorry. Ohio State fans, so I know you guys get a lot of shit about uh about their team, especially from like Alabama and Georgia and Clemson. Oh yeah, one of our good buddies, the Fees. You may have heard him on an episode or two. Uh, he's a big Alabama fan. He's an Alabama alumni, so um, you know he always talks that shit to us. But yeah, you know those fans, they'll get you every time. But we can always talk it back. And uh, honestly, the ones that actually went to the school, I get why they're fans, but there's oh, some that sure. they're like, oh, I'm an Alabama fan. It's like, weren't you a Clemson fan like two years ago? Ooh, like, ooh. We're talking about bandwagon fans here now. We hate oh, yeah, bandwagon yeah. fans on this show. Oh, oh, it gets us upset. As I'm a Patriots fan, so I'm automatically assumed as a bandwagon fan. And I'm like, great, gone. I'm like, they're. All the bandwagon fans are in Tampa or Kansas City, you know, somewhere yeah. like that. Let me ask you this. As a Patriots fan, uh, so for a long time, and um, you know, Chris and I have talked about it before. For a long time, I thought that Tom Brady was a benefit of a good system under Bill Belichick. Now, this last football season, you see how the Patriots did without Brady, and you saw how Brady did in Tampa Bay. Now, don't get me wrong. Tampa Bay had a pretty good system, too. But I'm starting to kind of – you know, waver on my opinion there. What, what do you think about that? Do you think the Patriots were more Brady or more Belichick? Honestly, I, I think it's a mix of both. You know? I think, you know, Belichick, you know, being one of the 
I what I consider the greatest head coach of all time. You know, he has a way of running things where he can he's he's known these defenses for like a while now. So I feel like I feel like he he has a strategy down path that he's had for years in order to beat these teams. And and Brady is one of the most talented quarterbacks of all time. He is mm-hmm. the GOAT. I mean yep. winning seven Super Bowls, no one has ever done that before. And he's on track to win his eighth. I'm, I mean, you know, having watched Brady over the years, like you, you learn to appreciate it. Like whenever he left and I heard he was going to Tampa, you know, I, I didn't have any hate for him. Like you'd figure Patriots fans would be like, no, Brady, Brady fucking sucks now. He, he's just mm-hmm. awful. But, you know, I just, I was just like, you know what? You know, you did everything you could. I, I don't blame you for leaving. You know, they could have gotten Brady a lot more help and he would have won a lot more Super Bowls. Yeah. Well, I mean, that had to hurt when he when he left, man. Like, and Tom Brady, uh, when he was with your organization for what, in 18 or 19 seasons, something like that? It, it um, was, I think it was 20. No, maybe 19. Been tw- would have, 19, I think it was, because he was drafted yeah. in, what, 2099? He was in the 99 mm-hmm. draft? No, oh, he was 99. in the huh. Anyway, I mean, he was there. He was there for so long. And then, like, you know, he obviously won you guys uh, six Super Bowls, like greatest yeah. football dynasty of all time. Goat, no question in my mind. And I love to hate on the guy, but, you know, I, just, I can't question stats. Like, I, I admit I'm full, fully able to admit that he is the greatest of all time in the NFL. Um, I just don't like like seeing it, I guess. I don't know. Probably because he doesn't play for the Browns. Now, if he played for the Browns, you know, I'd be all for him. But yeah, it, it, it had it had to feel not great to see him go down to Tampa Bay. But like you said, you probably understood it. I mean, there was yeah. just a great opportunity down there for him, and, and you can't pass that up. Honestly, like I don't blame him. And even Robert Kraft said, like he can make his own decision if he wants to leave. He's he is more than welcome to. He's like, he's it's like, I want to thank Brady for everything he's done. If he does leave, if he comes back, you know, let's look forward to winning another Super Bowl. Absolutely. Yeah. What, what, do you you think, have, uh, yeah. what do you think the future for the Patriots quarterback position is? You think they're sticking with Cam Newton or you think, uh, you think uh, good old, um, what's his name? Guy from Alabama. Uh, Mac Jones. Mac Jones. Mac Jones. Yeah. You think he'll, you think he'll get the nod? I, I do. I do. Uh, I'll be honest. I'm not the biggest Cam Newton fan, especially after last season. Yeah. Like, I mean, we almost lost to the 0 and 11 Jets. <laughs> well, well, if it makes we, you feel any better, we did lose to the 0 and 11 Jets. So, <laughs> I, except I think they were like the 0 and I think they were the 0 and 13 Jets at that point or something like that. <laughs> that was oh, not yeah. a good day. That was not a good day at the Lake House. <laughs> But yeah, um, I think Cam is too injury prone. Like he, he, he just can't stay healthy. I mean, especially after the COVID incident too. Um, oh yeah. Like he was, he was playing decently. He was playing like a top twenty quarterback the first four weeks. I mean, enough to possibly win the game, but you, you don't know with him. 
Um, and then after he got COVID, it just it just went downhill. And yeah, I mean, he he's worse. I I would rather have Jamie Swinson than Cam Newton if that says anything. Well, I don't know if that says a whole lot. Jameis Winston's a, a quality quarterback when he's on. When he's on, um, it depends on what system he's in too. So, but Cam Newton, man, he hasn't been the same for a while. Uh, he got injured when he was still playing in Carolina, and ever since that injury, like he hasn't been the same. He had those when he first came in the league. He was super hot, like MVP easily. Uh, took him to the Super Bowl and everything. And then he got injured. I think it was a knee injury that took him down, and he hasn't been the same since. I think I remember exactly what injury you're talking about, and I think it was his knee. Yeah, because yeah. uh, he stopped being real mobile after that. Right, and that was his whole game. I mean, it wasn't his whole game like a Lamar Jackson's whole game is running, but like that was a major part of his game. Yeah, I was going to say it's like a good 75% of his game. For sure. And that, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I think he still has potential to be a decent quarterback, but I think, uh, like you said, Matt Jones gets the nod this year by probably week four or five. I was thinking week three. Um, Because, you know, uh, from what I hear, like rookie minicamp and then training camp, he's impressed everyone, including Belichick. Like he, he's done way better than cam so i mean if cam stays injured like he has been mac jones may be starting week one yeah well week one that's an interesting well i mean that's not that's not a bad take because if you think no it's not um, it's really not well there used to be this like whole stigma in the nfl where if you have a good top round draft pick at quarterback you let him learn quote unquote under the old quarterback get mentored and everything but if you see the, the trend for the last couple high round picks and everything like that, it hasn't been um, that. They kind of uh, look at Justin Herbert and Kyler Murray and even Baker to an extent. They kind of all of them got starts very early on to their rookie seasons. And uh, I think that's more of the way that they're going, um, kind of like trial by fire type of a thing. Uh, so I could I could totally see Mac Jones as starter week one even. Um, and I, it's just Cam Newton, you, he was a great quarterback. All, both of you brought up very good points about his injuries, the way he's been playing. But if you look at – and we haven't seen Mac Jones in the NFL, but if you look at their style of play, what we've seen Mac Jones in Alabama versus Cam Newton, Mac Jones is more of a Belichick quarterback to me than Cam Newton ever was. Um, so I just – I think it just fits the system better maybe. Yeah, man. But, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. But, hey – you are a writer for Kansas City Sports, and we did read – you sent us an article uh, predicting the, the Chiefs' season. So you want to dig into that a little bit? Yeah, I definitely can. Before, we get, uh, into the, before we get into the Chiefs' season, I, I, I would like to ask you um, – so you're, you live in North Carolina. You're a Boston fan, right? How did you end up uh, writing for Kansas City? Um, I was uh, actually just – on this website that had like writing jobs and I was looking for, you know, sports writing jobs like NFL. And it just happened to pop up with that one. And it said for the Kansas city chiefs. And I'm like, okay, uh, I just uh, put an application and I, I didn't hear anything back at first 
for at least a week and a half. So I, I was going to give up hope, you know, I was going to look for something else. And then all of a sudden they messaged back and they was like, can you send in a sample article? Hmm. And it was uh, kind of an outlook of how the Chiefs offseason is going to go. And uh, they they ended up loving it, other than the part where I mentioned I was a Patriots fan. <laughs> it seems like a like a like a killer on the interview, right? Like, so you're a Kansas City Chiefs fan, right? Uh, no, I actually love the Patriots. Um, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's basically, like going to to Cowboys one and saying, "Oh, uh, I'm an I'm an Eagles fan." Right. <laughs> well, maybe you might get thrown out of the building from the top window for doing that, but uh, oh, yeah. you know, the, uh, that's cool, man. I mean, a writing yeah, for a yeah. sports team is uh, for any sports team would be an awesome gig, dude. Oh yeah, dude. It, that's pretty awesome. It's an amazing opportunity. I will say that. Nice. Yeah, so I, I saw in your article, you got uh, Kansas city winning the super bowl over the Rams uh, which is interesting, and we can get down to the Super Bowl later. Our predictions uh, do not go with that, but uh, we'll get to the Super Bowl. What I'm most interested in talking to you about is week one, Kansas City, or I should say Cleveland at Kansas City. Um, I, I read your breakdown on that. What, what do you, what, so for our listeners, uh, what, what do you think was going on in that game? Well, you know, uh, with you guys adding Jadavion Clowney, that is definitely an upgrade on that defensive line to help out a Miles Garrett. That way, you know, they're not just focusing on him. They're focused on Clowney, too, trying mm-hmm. to get to But I feel like, you know, with the upgrades that uh, Kansas City made at their offensive line, you know, they've transformed into a top three offensive line in the NFL. And I don't see pretty much anybody, barely anybody getting the Mahomes. Like there may be okay. a few lucky ones, but I feel like I feel like Miles Garrett and Jadavion will at least get to Mahomes once or twice. You know. Now that's an interesting that's an interesting thing here because in the previous season, I think it was in the championship game, uh, the AFC championship game, they were bum rushing Patrick Mahomes. And he was being stopped. I mean, I don't know what upgrades. If you know what upgrades the offensive line, who did they add to uh, stop that bum rush? Because whenever they were rushing Pat Mahomes like that, he couldn't do anything, man. So who who did they add to the line? Well, they uh, they drafted Creed Humphrey in uh, last year's draft. They got Joe Thune, Mike Rimmers, Austin Blythe, and Kyle Long in free agency. And then they brought back uh, Laurent Davernay Tardif, and not to mention getting Kyle Long too. Right, the Kyle Long or, addition. That's right. definitely a good addition. And then they uh, they also traded for Orlando Brown from the Ravens. So oh, I forgot they picked up Brown. That's a good. That's a good one too. Go yeah. Ahead, so you're uh, no, yeah. Everything you're saying about the offensive line is absolutely correct. And like Chris said in the Super Bowl. Um, uh, and even in the uh, when the Browns were playing them, that was definitely the weakness for the Chiefs was the offensive line. I think two of their herder, uh, two of their starters were hurt, if I'm not mistaken, uh, for both of those games. Uh, maybe both tackles, I think. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, very good point on Chiefs' offensive line. I don't think that if the Browns are going to beat the Chiefs Week One, it's going to be um, because of the 
Clowney Garrett combo on the defensive line. What I would like to mention though is so like one thing that it, one thing that's being overlooked, uh, not just by you, but like a lot of sports writers and even people up on ESPN and everything like that is our secondary got such an overhaul. Um, we got, we added uh, Joe Johnson and Troy Hill from uh, Los Angeles. We drafted Greg Newsom from Northwestern. Uh, not to mention that Greedy Williams and Grant Delpit, who were both hurt last year, are coming back. Denzel Ward also missed some time. He'll be back. So our secondary is a whole different secondary. And if you look at the AFC championship game, or not champ, was it was a championship, uh, divisional round It was game divisional where, round, yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where the Browns um, lost to Kansas City. Um, the biggest uh, weapon that Kansas City had in that game that beat us was Tyreek Hill. He had 110 yards receiving. Then obviously Kelsey had another 80 yards, I believe, too. So even without the defensive line, maybe not getting pressure, which they very well probably won't because, like you said, Kansas City's offensive line is boosted. Um, the secondary is a whole new look secondary. that, And uh, week one, going in, playing the Browns, you don't have film on this new secondary and everything like that. It's going to be interesting to see how even Mahomes with uh, time is going to do against this uh, – you know, new Browns, new look Browns secondary. And, uh, and I'm not saying Mahomes is Mahomes, right? And Kelsey's Kelsey and Hill is Hill. I'm sure that they're going to have a couple of passes and catches. Like, you know, I, I'm not saying it's going to take anything away from them. I'm just saying week one, new look Browns secondary. It's going to be interesting, even if Mahomes has time to throw, how he's going to, you know, read this defense of week one and everything like that. I understand. I understand. And, uh, I'm honestly looking forward to how Baker's are going to do this season. Um, I mean, he he's actually really improved since he uh, got drafted. You know, I thought he was just going to be another one of those Cleveland quarterbacks to come through and just is gone in a few years. But he's proved himself to be a franchise quarterback. Yeah, man, uh, for sure. A huge, a huge factor for us this year. Um and the fact that he's willing to play without a contract extension this year, because we, we're not going to extend his contract this year, uh, to get his teammates that money, you know, his, his weapons around him, the money. Um, he's confident enough in his abilities to play that he'll let his teammates get paid this year, and then he'll go get his money probably next year. Um, well, yeah, they, that's we still might extend him. We might still extend him in the offseason and everything. Um, so we'll see. I don't know, now, man. We're it, getting damn close to training camp at this point. Yeah, yeah, there was an article today or something about that, about how uh, they said that extension talks with Baker could extend into the season, but it still could happen uh, this season. Um, I would like to see said, it, obviously. Now, I uh, earlier in the Brown season, um, Chris and I disagreed because Chris has always been super pro Baker. It was actually interesting because when we drafted Baker, Chris <laughs> was not about it. I was the only yeah. one out of everybody that wanted Baker. I was super pumped about it, super excited about it. Nobody else really was. Uh, but then earlier in the season, I was not about Baker. Uh, Chris and I would be chatting during the games and everything, and I'd be like putting Case Keenum right now. Uh, I said that multiple <laughs> times. I believe I even said that uh, against Cincinnati, the first time we played Cincinnati, where Baker went on to throw five touchdown passes and like 23 consecutive completions and everything. Um, <laughs> oh, so, man, yeah. I was having so much fun that game. 
Yeah. Uh, so my, my, my biggest concern with Baker is the return of OBJ because his stats went up drastically um, when OBJ was out. And I think there's just like this thing about, you know, OBJ is like such a big name, forcing OBJ to the ball, even if he's not open, plays designed to keep OBJ happy, blah, 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 blah. You can, the list goes on. Um, now, it might be different because Baker had last season to play without him. And so his confidence might be a little bit farther up and maybe, I don't know, we'll see how it happens. But that's my biggest concern with Baker Mayfield is the return of Odell Beckham Jr. So we'll see how that plays out. I mean, I, I honestly see you guys getting rid of Odell. Like, I see you guys trading him maybe for like a second round pick and a player. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean, it depends on how happening. he looks. It depends on how he looks coming back from that uh, ACL surgery in the offseason. Now, all signs are pointing to him coming back super strong. I've seen his workout videos, his uh, route running abilities. Um, they, they, he looks fantastic. So we'll see how that plays in this year. I'm hoping that, you know, Baker, like you said, Joe, got his confidence up without OBJ, and now we're just going to slip him back in there, and now we're going to have a true triple threat wide receiver core and it's going to be glorious it's more than a triple threat it, it, well i mean uh, you can only have three wide receivers on the field at a time so you know oh i'm I mean, sorry did, did i miss something or did we not run like 90 percent plays with uh, two tight ends last season also are you forgetting that's about true that? too uh, kevin stefanski uh, okay, does love yeah. his tight ends yeah, the dreamy so, one yeah, so so five wide receivers including the tight ends thank you Chris. true uh, now, let me ask you this, Lennon. Um, how do you think Patrick Mahomes comes off his uh, toe injury surgery that he, that he did in the offseason? Do you think that plays any factor in, in week one? I mean, since we play you guys in week one. Um, I, think, I think it kind of will. You know, I think it will bother him for a little bit, but I feel like he's – I've seen some of the training camp videos of Mahomes, and from what I've seen, He's been doing really good. Like, it doesn't seem like his toes bother him anymore. So, I mean, I could see a good game out of Mahomes week one. Like, at least yeah. 350 yards. Okay. So, what you're saying is I should draft him in my fantasy football number one overall? Yes. <laughs> Hell no, I'm not doing that. And, Joe, I'm not <laughs> telling you who I'm drafting number one overall. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to beat you anyway. I mean, uh, Lennon, if you're not privy to this, uh, I dominate Chris in fantasy sports. So, uh, <laughs> uh, I lost a bet last year and had to get a, had to get a tattoo because uh, oh I lost. So, um, ended up being a pretty cool tattoo. Uh, but it says, so one of my favorite guitarists of all time is Jack White. And Joe knows this. And he always gives me shit. says Jack White sucks. And uh, so he made me get, I lost to him in our, I think it was for third, was it for third place uh, third in place our game. fantasy, for our fantasy football league last year. And the winner, uh, AKA Joe, he beat me. He uh, decided to make me get a tattoo that says Jack White sucks on my arm. So, <laughs> and then, and then as soon as, as soon as I got it, he's like, I don't know why you would get that dude. Uh, Jack White's greatest guitarist of all time. <laughs> yeah. I love Jack White. I don't know why anybody would get that tattoo. I just, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, man. So, 
But yeah, so week one, I think it's going to be a close game. Kansas City versus the Browns. Um, we had him had the Browns winning, obviously. And and according to your article, you guys, you had the same thing. You had a close game as well, if I recall correctly. But you had the Kansas City Chiefs uh, over top of us, uh, I think by a touchdown. Yeah, I have Chiefs 28, Browns 21. Yep. So close game either way. We're predicting a close game as well, but hopefully it tips in our favor. Um, now, that's the only time the Browns play Kansas City all year, minus the playoffs. The playoffs, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, so one one more thing that I'd like to bring up. Uh, well, for one, I think the Browns got a good chance as long as we can keep fucking Chad Henney out of the game. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, but so the Browns, Third draft pick this year, uh, third round draft pick, was Anthony Schwartz out of Auburn. Uh, wide receiver, fastest player in the draft. I think he ran a 4-2-40, something in that range, super quick. And so a lot of the Cleveland beat writers and analysts are saying that uh, – because we obviously the Browns don't need help on wide receiver. We got OBJ, uh, Jarvis Landry, Rashad Higgins is turning into a solid number two wide receiver. Uh, Donovan's, Donovan Peoples-Jones, even though he uh, went to a shitty college, he's been playing pretty good and everything. But everyone's saying that we drafted Anthony Schwartz for one reason, one reason only, and that's to give the secondary a look at Tyree Kill because he's so fast and everything like that. Um, so I'll, I'll, that's what I'm saying. I, I think, and I, I'm biased, obviously, but uh, my my opinion is that I think that the, Brown, the, the Browns go into this game in week one with the advantage because it's week one, so there's not a lot of film, and basically the Browns hold new defense. Denzel Ward and Miles Garrett are the only returning starters to the Browns' defense from last year. So there's a whole new defense, no film on these guys, and then the defense will have a look at a Tyreek Hill-like player, when, at least when it comes to speed, if nothing else, to practice on. And that's the only reason I think the Browns have the advantage here in uh, week one. Now, that being said, I also probably sound, I'm going to sound like an idiot come September because Andy Reid is the best September coach of all time in NFL history. But that's I got to throw it out there. So let's fast forward a little bit here. Um, you said uh, Kansas City. Um, I forget what their playoff route was, but you did have them going to the Super Bowl against the Rams which is an interesting take. Now we had, we had obviously us being Browns fans. We had Browns bias. We, when we did our selections, we tried to be as unbiased as possible, but sometimes that's impossible. You know how it is. Uh, yeah. But we, we ended up having the Browns versus, did we go with the Buccaneers? Joe, yeah, I think it was. Yeah. 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 Browns versus Browns Buccaneers Bucs. again. That's what we did last year as well. So we got one half of the Super Bowl, right? Okay, but that, take us through your uh, playoff predictions there, because those were super interesting. Yeah, I had a. Are we just going Chiefs? Or are we going? Yeah, yeah. Do yeah. Uh, do the the Chiefs takes. Okay. Um, I had the uh, Chiefs uh, beating the Browns in the divisional round, but I had it with it being a two point game. Uh, okay. And I had it forty four forty two. I felt like it was kind of going to be like uh, you remember the game between Mahomes and Goff uh, a couple years ago, where it's like a fifty-point game. Yeah, I, I I think it'll be sort of like that. 
you know. And then that would be an interesting game for sure. Oh, definitely, definitely. And then I had in the AFC Championship game, I had the Chiefs uh, winning over Baltimore. Mm. I felt like Lamar. Lamar has the tools that he needs to win a Super Bowl. Or maybe, I mean, not win a Super Bowl, but at least try to get to one. Um, Okay. And I just feel like, you know, that's him. I feel like he's going to crack under pressure against Kansas City because Super Bowl appearance online, you know, is a a big game, you know, and I I feel like Mahomes is used to it by now. Yeah, yeah, that he is for sure. Lamar definitely isn't. I mean, he he. How many games did they win? They won one or two games last year in the playoffs. I mean, Lamar definitely is uh, there for a while. They were like, he's a good quarterback, but he can't win a playoff game. But then last year he won one or two playoff games. I can't remember which one. He won. He won uh, one because uh, uh, Ravens got the division. No, the Steelers got the division. The Ra- I think I think the Ravens only won one. No, Ravens got the division. If I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm pretty sure the Lamar only won one because even though Lamar Jackson's made the playoffs more times than Baker, they still have the same amount of playoffs wins at this point. That's yeah. right. That's an interesting take, though. Uh, I think we went – actually, we were uh, – we ended up taking a Browns versus Baltimore AFC championship game, which would be really, really interesting. Personally, personally, I think the Ravens, they made a lot of upgrades in the offseason this year. Um, and I think they're going to be a lot more competitive than they have been in the past. Uh, like you said, Lamar has his, um, his weapons, and let's see what he could do with them this year. I'm, you know, I think the Browns versus Ravens competitiveness um, all year is going to be you know, a one-two punch, and, and it's going to be a, a really hot race in the AFC there for us. And uh, well, so Chris, I know that we we did indeed uh, predict a Browns versus Baltimore AFC Championship game, but in uh, since that episode, there has been changes to the AFC, and now you know I, I'm not officially going to do it yet, but I'm thinking about retracting that prediction and throwing Tennessee in there with the addition of Julio Jones, because uh, mm. dude, having AJ Brown, Julio Jones, and Derrick Henry on the same team. That's like a dude. If you're playing Madden with that team, what would you do? You do Hail Mary, Hail Mary, halfback draw, Hail Mary, halfback draw, Hail Mary. Like that's and that's what they're gonna do. And it's gonna be hard to stop, dude. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be pretty crazy. That is true. Yep, for sure. I was I was wanting uh, Julio to come to New England. I felt like he probably would have been a great addition, especially with us losing Edelman like that. Yeah, well, I mean, Bill Belichick doesn't pay his players, though, man. And Julio, he, he won it. I mean, he's worth money. I mean, he's in the twilight of his career, I would say. Not twilight, not twilight like he's not going to do anything. Like, he's absolutely still going to be a threat. But you Down know what I'm saying? He's getting – yeah, he, he's on the downslope of his career. He's still Julio Jones. He's still a threat. and But he still demands that kind of money. And Bill Belichick, it, it, historically speaking, he doesn't pay players. So I think that's why why he probably didn't go to New England. Yeah. I was going to say I was kind of surprised at uh, one of the signings, Hunter Henry. Um, 
like the amount of money that he got, I was like, Belichick, I was like, eh, that doesn't sound like you. Right. It, like I've seen him pay players like less than a million dollars for one year. And I'm like, how are you getting all these actually good players for that amount of money? I'm like, right. There's got something to it. And Hunter Henry, well, was, uh... I, Hunter Henry isn't even that good. I mean, he is good, oh. no doubt, but he's not like, like that team. good. No, he was on my fantasy team last year, and I was lucky if I got four points out of the dude. Uh, didn't do a whole lot. Now, that, you know, that being said, he is a very capable tight end. I don't think uh, not San Diego. Uh, the Chargers' offense was set up for tight end play necessarily last year, um, but. Uh, yeah, Hunter Henry. Well, here's the other thing, too, is that Hunter Henry, I think that he might step into a better role just because Edelman's out. He, even though he's a tight end, obviously Edelman was more of a slot receiver, but Hunter Henry runs those short little button hook routes and everything like that that can replace Julian Edelman in that way. Uh, so that could be a thing. I was going to say, I, I definitely see that with the way New England has ran their system, especially when they had Aaron Hernandez and Gronk on the same team. Yeah. I mean, yeah, got Johnu Smith and Hunter Henry. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's true. But uh, so let me ask you this, Lennon: uh, over under how many weeks into the season before Edelman comes out of retirement and joins the uh, Buccaneers? <sighs> <laughs> he he says that because he knows it's gonna happen. <laughs> I say week six. <laughs> uh, Joe, I think that's pretty similar to your prediction too. I think you gave him eight weeks. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll say this about a uh, Gronk. Whenever it was announced that Brady was going to Tampa, I looked at my roommate and I said, "How much do you want to bet next two weeks Gronk is traded to Tampa Bay, and not two weeks later Gronk traded to Tampa Bay for a fourth round pick?" Yep. I'm like. I fucking knew it. I was like, he just didn't want to play for Belichick anymore because he Belichick actually wanted him to do something, but he was like, "Oh, I'm injured." <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Uh, Tom Brady's just bringing his boys down to Tampa Bay, down retirement land, down in Florida. You know, hey guys, yeah. come down and party in the warmth. Fuck that uh, Boston cold winter. You know. Oh yeah, I mean, I feel like New England is probably one of the toughest places to play other than Kansas City and I'd even say L.A., like the Rams. As far as what goes? Just the the energy, you know? Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically what the crowd gives out. Okay. Yeah, I, I know that uh, uh, Kansas City, Arrowhead definitely has that reputation. Um, and, the, yeah, New England as well. Um. And then, uh, well, another one you got to throw up there is Seattle because, you know, they literally caused an earthquake one time, uh, you know. I did forget about that. I forgot they actually did start an earthquake. <laughs> I mean, that's a loud stadium. They're, they don't, they're not called the 12th man for no reason, man. Like, that is, like, a world record loudness, which is impressive. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, we'll see. Now, uh, that's what – do we know – where's the Super Bowl this year? Do we know that? I want it's, to say it's in Vegas. No, it's in LA. LA, that's what uh, it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think nice, it's dude. at Chargers Stadium. Okay. Brand new well, stadium. Chargers, that makes uh, sense. 
Chargers and Rams share the same stadium these days. It would be what Super Bowl Fifty Six. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah. Fifty Six. LA. LA. All so, right. So you have the Rams going up against the Chiefs. Uh, so I assume that that means that you think that Matt Stafford's going to have a uh, pretty good season down there. I, I definitely do. You know, I mean, even though I am a Patriots fan, I've always been a Matt Stafford fan, especially with what he's done in uh, Detroit. I read a I read something where it said half over half of uh, the Lions comeback wins were because of Matt Stafford. And well, Matt, yeah, Matt Stafford's one of those quarterbacks like a Philip Rivers man, like just a circumstance of a bad team. Like Philip Rivers is statistically speaking one. I think he's like a top five quarterback in NFL history statistically speaking, but he doesn't have any hardware to prove that because. Uh, other than his nine children, that that's hard. Hey, I, you you can't you can't put Philip Rivers in top five. Uh, I think the dude has one playoff win his whole career. That's yeah. what I'm saying, though. Statistically speaking, during the regular season, he is one of the best quarterbacks. Um, and maybe that's a product of him playing in the in the NFL for so long. But uh, just based on stats alone, he's up there with the top. But he has no playoff experience because he played for. Such a trash San Diego and Los Angeles team when they moved, um, and then and then he went over to the Colts and they and he did his thing there. Um, but it's oh, just, I'm sorry, it, did he that, not have a Damian Thomason? Did he not have? Antonio he did Bruce? absolutely, absolutely. Uh, yeah. But you could say the same thing for Matt Stafford though. Is he had Calvin Johnson, one of the best wide receivers in NFL history, and like he Matt Stafford has no hardware to prove. No, it, to prove it, it was it, first of all, it was Matt Stafford and. Uh, Calvin Johnson. There's nobody else on that team. Okay. Second of all, I, I they did make the playoffs uh, with those two players. Okay. So they yeah. did, and, but and there's no. I would, I would, no, I would argue no hardware that, to prove it. I'd argue that Matt Stafford played in a tougher division his whole career than Philip Rivers did until Kansas City got good. The AFC West was almost mostly trash. Yeah, Denver. Uh, you know, Peyton Manning years a little bit, but outside of that, what do they have going on over there? I'm just giving a little love to Matt Stafford. He is a good quarterback for sure. To bring it the point around there, Lennon, he's a great quarterback. He just yeah. a circumstance of a terrible team. Yeah. And I feel like now he actually has a team that he can he can actually thrive around. You know, he's got Cooper Cup. He's got uh who's who's their running back right now? Is it uh uh, they had uh, I forget the name. But yeah, young. He got a good young. Want to go to Gurley, but I know he's not on there anymore. No, it's not Gurley. They had a, it was like a rookie or a second year player that was pretty good. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, this wouldn't be bothering me all day. Um, but yeah, and not to mention to have the best defensive player in the league on the other side, and Aaron Donald, and have Jalen Ramsey too. I just feel like. It's a the Rams are a more complete team like Kansas City or I'd okay. even say Cleveland too. Okay. Well, I think I definitely think the addition of Matt Stafford there is definitely a, a key piece that they, they were missing. Um, you know, Goff is a good good quarterback, but he wasn't the guy. He wasn't the guy. I think Matt Stafford, he's got a couple more weapons than he had up there in Detroit now. So I mean mm, 
I don't know. It, it will be interesting to watch that team this year for sure with that addition. It's like it's like that video meme that's out like you're not that guy. You're not that guy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so not, you had yeah. Lennon, you had uh the Rams versus Chiefs in the Super Bowl. So I assume you picked the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. I did. I did. I I have it being the second uh over game or overtime game and uh Okay history okay and i and i believe uh you said uh tyreek hill is the mvp which i mean it goes without saying if they're if they win the super bowl it will be because tyreek hill just had an, a monster game of course yeah uh, or kelsey or kelsey yeah kelsey. or kelsey right oh i do remember the uh running back for the rams now it's cam Akers. Cam Akers, Akers. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there yeah. you go. That, that was killing me. I had to look it up real quick. I was like, I got to <laughs> figure it out. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I well, think I had Cam season, Akers on my fantasy team. The NFL season will be – yeah, you did, you motherfucker. Uh, it's not, <laughs> um, hey, it's all right. We covered the NFL pretty extensively. If you want to get in some other sports real fast, uh, Chris and I like to do a quick run-through of the other uh, major sports going on. So the NBA okay. playoffs – are going on right now. Uh, how, how do you think, how do you feel about the season going on the way that it is? You know, obviously we're down to the final four teams. Uh, hopefully, uh, fingers crossed, the Clippers get eliminated here pretty soon. But do you think, um, like a lot of people are saying that the NBA, the way the playoffs are, is that it might not be the best teams that are still in, but just because all the teams that went to the final four last year got eliminated um, and a lot of them had injuries, do you think it's more injury-based, or do you think this is just how the progression of the NBA is going? I I honestly believe it's injury-based. You know, I feel like, yeah. like you said, last four – or the final four last year were eliminated quick, but that's just because of the, of the season turnaround. Yeah. I read online where the – I think it said the Lakers only had like 79 days to prepare for the next season. Mm. And usually, if I'm not mistaken, it's from what? june till about i want to say september september i think it is yeah yeah so it it gives them more time to prepare and especially especially on an ad like with the the lakers like they 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 lost lebron for what a good six weeks because of an ankle sprain and then almost lost anthony davis for the whole season you know I, I just I, – I, as, as long as the Clippers get eliminated, that's pretty much all I care about. But I'm glad we're on the same page on that, brother. Because <laughs> uh, the Clippers, man, they are just – they're just another one of those super teams, man. Now, granted, they've never won a championship. So, I mean, there is that, sure. But I would hate to see them win a championship be, just because they're the last super team standing, you know. I want to see one of these other – I would love to see the Bucks win this championship. If, I, if I'm pulling for somebody, I want the Bucks to win for sure. I wouldn't even call the Clippers a super team. Like, they have, like – they have two decent players. I mean, Kawhi Leonard is obviously a top ten player. But Paul George is probably one of the most overrated players that I know. I would agree with you in that take. Before this playoffs, uh, with Kawhi being out, uh, Paul George has proved his worth because Paul George has always been a good player, great player even, 
but he hasn't been able to do it in the playoffs. That's why he call him playoff P. <laughs> Remember playoff P and all that? <laughs> but uh <laughs> but he he I I honestly feel like he's uh he's shown me some stuff this offseason that he hasn't shown me before. Okay. But then the reason why I, the, the reason I would call the Clippers a super team is you're right. Paul George and Kawhi are the two best players. And, uh, you know, it's a twosome and everything. But if you look at the supporting cast that they got, um, John Rondo, uh, they got the one Morris brother. Uh, who is it? Reggie Jackson. Like, all those guys. They, they, they built, like, a really solid team um, um, free agency-wise, right? That's what I'm saying is that the Suns, the Bucks, and the Hawks all got most of their good players from the draft. And to me, that's the difference between a super team versus, uh, you know, not super team. Yeah. I'd say probably Brooklyn, probably the best super team. I mean, unless somehow the Lakers find a way to trade trade for Damian Lillard. Yeah, yeah I, I, I don't – I don't. yeah, that could happen. That could happen. I don't really um, – it yeah. really could happen. Uh, it, uh, most recently, the Trailblazers hired Chauncey Billups as their head coach. And uh, um, did they? I missed that. Point. When did that happen? That was in the past couple of days. Uh, I think, it, I was think it was. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. And uh, so there might be a rebuild coming up because um, there's been talks about um, Lloyd wanting out. Um, another rumor I've seen floating around the NBA feeds is uh, C.J. McCollum. Our boy, C.J. McLennan, uh, Chris and I went to high school with C.J. McCollum. Chris actually tutored him in math. Uh, so that's his okay. kind of fame. But uh, <laughs> what was it, Algebra 2 or, or Calculus? What? Uh, I think it was, uh, yeah, it was like Algebra 2 or something. I can't remember exactly which math class it was. But, yeah, definitely, uh, you know, he wouldn't be in the NBA if it wasn't for me. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um, but anyway, be a million dollars to do math. Right, right. <laughs> um, another, but another big rumor has been, you know, the Sixers. After you know, they were the one seed entering the playoffs. They beat, they get beat by the Hawks, and the Hawks are the most surprising team in this playoffs by far. But like another big rumor has been uh, Simmons for McCollum trade, sending McCollum over to um, uh, the Sixers. So, no, I, mean, I, that, I hate that. I, I don't want to cheer for the Sixers, bro. <laughs> hey, I mean, at that point, though, if 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 they trade for – if Simmons goes to the um, – Simmons and uh, Lillard can't be on the same team because they're both ball handlers. They, they wouldn't do good together. So, you know, there might be a blow up there in, in, in Portland. I mean, I could see Ben Simmons going to somewhere like Minnesota. Well, see, the, the problem with Ben Simmons is that he's he's a great ball handler. He's a great scorer. He um, he can't shoot, right? And in today's NBA, you have to shoot, especially if you're playing in the backcourt. Uh, even the, the forwards and the centers are good shooters these days. But the thing what Ben Simmons does is that he drives to the basket so well, he creates uh, such good free uh, three-point shooting just because he has to draw the whole almost the whole defense in when he drives to the basket. So if he can drive and dish it out, if he goes somewhere with a good three-point shooters, I'm saying uh, my hot take is Ben Simmons to the Warriors. That's what that's all I'm saying. That's that's what I was thinking. You know, have him with Clay Thompson and Steph Curry. 
Yeah. Yeah. That would be interesting. Although there's a lot uh, of bad juju out there with Ben Simmons too. Like a lot of people are like, man, this dude cannot play basketball. Like, I mean, he just a well, he can't shoot. Player. He, he, like, yeah, he can't good, shoot. He's a good defender and he's a good ball handler. He gets up there. But I, like I'm saying, I could I could honestly see the Warriors giving up like Draymond Green and a draft really? pick or Wiseman and a draft pick uh, to get Simmons over there. Just because already in Philadelphia, even when he can't shoot, his Ben Simmons' greatest weapon is that he drives to the basket so well and he's almost unstoppable when he drives it creates a whole bunch of three-point shooting. So if you pair that up with the two best three-point shooting backcourts of all time, I, I don't I don't see – if you're the GM of the Warriors, who I think is Jerry West, why would you not do that? Yeah. I mean, what's, point, Draymond, what's Draymond Green offering you at this point? You know? Yeah, shit-talking. I mean, that's, that's pretty much what Nine he's good for nowadays. And Ben Simmons can <laughs> – Ben Simmons can replace Draymond Green's defense. Like, he absolutely is that type of defender also, you know? I could see that. Yeah, man, that would be uh, that would be an interesting trade. I would hate to see it because I hate seeing the Warriors do well. <laughs> Obviously, being a Cavs fan, we hate the Warriors with a burning passion. Um, yeah, I would think so, especially after the last couple of finals. Yeah, well, you know. That was a what was that four years in a row we played them in the finals and it was we only got one of them. I want to like, say uh, it's five, five years in a row. Was it five uh, years in a row? It really? was uh 20 so 2015 is when Kyrie and Kevin Love were hurt. 2016 obviously is when he won. 17. Oh, you not. Maybe it was right. 14, Maybe 15, 14, 15, 14, 15. 14, you're right, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. the first 14. year LeBron came back. Second year, uh, second no. year, everybody was hurt. Third year, was, we won. Fourth year. Heat. So, it, it, I think it was 15, 16, 17, and 18. Yeah, I think you're right. That sounds right. It was Toronto and Golden State, and then 20 was Lakers Heat. Yep. Yeah. I want, I want to say so. Yeah, so 15 through 18. 15, 16, 17, and 18. Yep, four years. So, obviously, we hate the, the Warriors with a burning passion. But, I mean, yeah, you know, the Cavs, we did end up getting – Joe, we haven't talked about this. We did end up getting the number three draft pick this year. And uh, yeah. that should be interesting for once. Yeah, uh, trade call on Sexton, draft subs from Gonzaga. And I'll be pretty happy. Wait, say that again. I hope that the Cavs, the number three pick, we draft Suggs from Gonzaga. Okay. Okay. That point guard. Yes. Yes. Trade Colin Sexton because the whole team is super unhappy with Colin Sexton. So we can get him out of there and maybe get another draft pick or another decent player uh, back. Actually, what I would love to see, as I told you before, and I think the Cavs have the equity to do it even without giving up our third pick. But I would love to put them a package together. You could send Sexton, maybe Sexton, Nance Jr., and a second-round pick, or if we have two first-rounds pick or second first-round pick to Washington, D.C. for Bradley Beal. That's what I want to see. Uh, Throw that out there. I mean, Bradley Beal could do good over in Cleveland, you know? I mean – that's all he needs is to, get to, you know, have a 
place where he can be the star. Because, yeah. I mean, he immediately went from having John Wall, who is the star in Washington, to Mr. Triple-Double himself, Russell Westbrook. <laughs> right. And Washington put on a fucking a show this year, man. They, met, they had a great run. Bradley Beal was just kind of an afterthought on that team now, though. Yeah, I mean, he and he a little bit most of the season. What's that? What didn't he get like halfway through the season, like torn ACL or something? Yeah, I think. Uh, did he get it? I don't think it was a torn ACL. I think he definitely was injured. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, I've always liked Bradley Beal, and I think that, like, I mean, I would hate to give up Nance because I learned Nance is uh, – I like him a lot and the Cavs loyalty and stuff. But I think if you have to give up Nance, you got a Beal, um, Garland, and um, Jared Allen that got we got from Brooklyn. You got that to build around. That's a playoff team, I think. I mean, I, yeah. it could be. I mean, who do you guys uh, make this coach? Uh, who's our coach now? Um, oh, I don't remember his name. He was it's the, not. It's uh, not. Uh, we got rid of Bylene, and it's now – I forget was, his name. It's the guy that was the assistant uh, under um, Bylene. Uh, J.D. Bickerstaff. I, I've, I've never oh. heard of him. So, uh, I was going to say from <laughs> the coach, but I've, I've never heard of him. Oh, we'll see, man. I don't know. The Cavs are so – they're – they were hard to watch this year. If I'm going to be honest, they were very hard to watch. I think they won 20 games out of the entire season. So, like, you, if you were watching the game, you knew they were going to lose, basically. No, they, um, they were literally hard to watch because they weren't on TV ever. I, I don't think well, we had a single that time. Too. Game. Yeah. Uh, that, too. And they – yeah, so it was literally hard to watch them. Now, that being said, we this is a perfect transaction point uh, because – or transition, I said transaction. Transition – because uh, we're going into next season, NHL back on ESPN and Turner Sports. Super happy about that. Uh, and so the NHL is going to get a lot of those primetime games. The NBA ratings have been dipping. The NHL ratings are up. Super excited for the NHL to be back on ESPN and Turner Sports. Not, I hate ESPN, but just to see, uh, you know, more accessibility, if you will. All the Blue Jackets games should be on. Uh, we're Blue Jackets fans down here, but uh, all the Blue Jackets fan games will be on ESPN Plus, Chris. So we'll get to Hell watch yeah, every dude. single one of them. I love that. Yeah. The uh, the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs are going on right now, too. Have you been following those at all, Lennon? I unfortunately have not been. Uh, I'm, Ooh. I mean, this, I am a Bruins fan. Mm. I mean, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> are they are they still in it, or did they get eliminated? No, no they, they got don't. eliminated. Uh, uh, yeah, so I will say that uh, typically around here, we are not big <laughs> Boston fans. We kind of have this saying where it's like, fuck Boston. Um, and, uh, it, well, yeah, we got to cheers when we do it. Cheers, buddy. Like <laughs> I mean, it happens, right? Mm. Yeah. And, and honestly, honestly, we've have, we have agreed before. It's not, it's not so much the Boston teams that we dislike so much as much as the Boston fans. And now, obviously, we're not talking about you because we're talking about natives to Boston because those people are awful. But yeah. all that being said, 
I have a soft spot for the Bruins, especially this year, because they – so, Lennon, check this out. This is the uh, FURTA Cup, which is our fancy hockey championship <laughs> cup. And uh, you, man. I won the inaugural season. Chris was the President's Trophy winner, meaning that he had the best team, but I still came out with the championship, and I could not have done it without the Boston Bruins. I had Brad Marchand and uh, Patrice Bergeron and Taylor Hall on my team, and I could not have won this cup without the Boston Bruins. So the Bruins, I have a soft spot for the Bruins now. That, that's, a good, uh, that's a good addition to have on your team. Uh, that's kind of like uh, one of my fantasy football teams I've got. Like, I've got Brady and Mahomes at quarterback. I've got Julio. I've got Tyreek Hill. And I think I got Kelsey, too. Not to mention Derrick Henry. Holy shit, dude. How many people are in your league? It has to be a six-person league because there is no way you were getting that many people, that many good players on your team in, in like, a 10- or 12-person league. I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, here, let me pull this up real quick. It is a eight team, and uh, I, I said okay. wrong players. Um, it was uh, Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, Kelsey, Tyler Lockett, Kareem Hunt, Brady, Mahomes. Ooh. I also got nice. Jamar Chase and Jalen Waddle. Did you win your league? Uh, I unfortunately did not. What somebody no. beats you with a lineup like that? Holy shit, dude. That's the thing. Uh, it was my fault, actually. I decided to not start Michael Thomas when he had that 250-yard game. Ooh. I started, Ooh. Uh, I started. I think I had Lockett over uh, Michael Thomas. Ooh, that's a, that's a rough time, dude. You hate to see that. You really do. That would kill me inside. You. Oh, no. He's having a 200-yard game, and he's on my bench. Ah, the worst I, feeling in the world. I was at work when it happened, and I was like, I was like, okay, I'm losing my 10. And I was like, let me see how my bench is doing. All of a sudden, it said Michael Thomas, 38 <laughs> points. And I'm like, let me see how much I'm losing by. And I'm losing by 10. And I'm like, oh, my God, are you fucking kidding me? I was Oof. like, I could be up by 18 points. Yep. Yikes. You hate to see it. Honestly, you do. <laughs> yeah. I, I make those mistakes regularly in fantasy football. I've only really won my league once, and that's because I got lucky and had Mahomes when he had his MVP season. Okay. Well, sometimes that's all it takes, buddy. Well, this year, I'm coming for you, Joe. I'm coming for you. I don't care about the rest of the league. I can lose to every other team, but if I beat you, you're going to hear about it. I'm talking <laughs> about hockey or football. Both of them, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> He's going after hey, both. Well, hey, Lennon, I also have to let you know that uh, <laughs> I personally can't thank Chris because the sole reason I have the beautiful Furta Cup here is because he traded me. Um, I, I always forget which one it was. Was it Bridgeron or Marchand? You traded me. It was Marchand. Marchand. Yeah, you traded me Marchand uh, and Alex Ovechkin. And Alex Ovechkin didn't do anything for me. But the combo of having Bridgeron and Marchand on my team was the sole reason I won the Furry Cup. So thank mm. you, Chris. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. I also got Connor McDavid. Let me remind, <laughs> I traded for Connor McDavid, the number one scorer in the league. So I do not regret that decision. <laughs> yeah, you had a. Uh, so yeah, Lennon, uh, Chris had Connor McDavid and Austin Matthews on his team. 
um, which are the two best scorers in the league by far, and he still couldn't pull out the cup. So, I mean, I, I think maybe you two need to have, like, some uh, – discuss some strategy and stuff after I get off and uh, talk. I hate you so much. <laughs> all right, boys. Well, I think we covered it all, huh? Oh, we, we didn't talk about MLB. Um, real quick, did you see that uh, Naylor is probably out for the rest of the season today, Joe? Um, yeah, I did. It's a real um, bummer. It sucks. I mean, Naylor hasn't done a whole lot um, for us. He hasn't um, done a whole lot, dude. He's 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 batting two uh, two sixty or two seventy five uh, RBIs. He's been a monster out there in the outfield, dude. I think that's a huge blow to us. I mean, it's a huge blow, and it sucks. I'm not I'm not trying to downplay it. I'm trying to stay positive. And the positive side is that Reyes and Perez should both be coming back in the next week. So that's, okay. I'm just trying to stay positive. I'm just trying to stay positive. Let's stay positive. <laughs> what, uh, it's the what best injury start. He broke so, a leg uh, running into somebody today. Ooh. Yeah, it was it was really nasty to watch. Like, you got to look Are it up. Are you talking dude. like Paul George's leg break or like uh, what's his name from Kentucky? Kevin Ware. Well, I think uh, it's to be determined still. I haven't seen any reports on what the actual injury is yet, but it looked nasty, dude. Full on sprint. Uh, the the second baseman and he Naylor was playing out um, right field. They full on sprinted into each other, and Naylor just absolutely got rocked and like went down on the on on the uh, on the grass and like was rolling around and like they stretchered him off and everything. Like so, it didn't look Ooh. good. That doesn't sound like it was good. Oh, no. damn. I'm sorry to hear that. Ah, well, it, you know, it happens, I guess. Yeah. The worst mean, part about it is nobody nobody caught the ball. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, they they did, uh, still, uh, park home run. Hmm. No. I, I, no, I think he stopped it first out of respect. <laughs> oh, okay. I was going to say, if he did that, if he did an inside park home run, I was going to say that's a douchebag move. <laughs> Oh yeah, for sure it would be. <laughs> yeah, they they'd at least want to hit him with baseball when he was uh, next up. Yeah, no, I think he stopped it first after that one. Okay. Do you do you cover the Royals at all, London? Um, I've covered the Royals. I think once or twice. Um, I I definitely want to cover them more because. Uh, I feel like they're a, they're they're an upcoming team. You know, they they haven't done the best, but they're you know they're they're improving. Absolutely, and they have our boy Carlos Santana on their team too. Yeah, so. that's that's why I had to ask is because uh, Carlos Santana is probably my favorite baseball player of all time. Why the Indians refuse to pay that man, I don't know. Uh, my cat's name uh, is Carlos after Carlos Santana, actually. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would say my favorite is probably Kershaw. Okay. Nice. Oh, man. Kurt, speaking of people who can't get it done in the playoffs, Clayton Kershaw. The man has a World Series ring now. So, I mean. No thanks to him. Yeah, well. <laughs> I mean, he's a nasty he's pitcher. Then. He's pretty good this season, if I'm not mistaken. They just beat the uh, – they just beat the Cubs tonight, and Kershaw had 13 strikeouts. Well, yeah, Solid man, night. it's uh, it's June. 
as soon as September rolls around, he just goes on this whole downward slope. I don't understand. I, he's a great pitcher. He's I, I'm not I'm not saying he's not a good pitcher. It's just it, he has like a the playoffs are just like seem to be his kryptonite for whatever reason. Kind of like with the Steelers in the playoffs. Hell yeah! Well, well we like yeah. to see that. We like oh, yeah. to see that. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, we'd rather not see him in the playoffs, anyways. Well, at all, yes. But when they are there, they do choke, tend to choke. Oh yeah, I mean, especially like against like Kansas City, if I'm not mistaken. Then they lose to uh, Cincinnati one year in the playoffs. No, Cincinnati. <laughs> Cincinnati Denver. never won a playoff game. <laughs> it was Denver because it was Tim Tebow. Yeah, yeah. It was Tim Tebow. That was hilarious in overtime too on one play. <laughs> oh man! Hell yeah! But uh, hey, boys, I think it's been uh, pretty good. We've covered pretty much everything. Uh, Lennon, do you want to give your uh, little out like? Check out your article, you know, you sell yourself. Yeah, um, I'm I'm going to be uh, writing some more articles soon, but uh, go to thecavesports.com. There's a lot of great articles by a lot of great people. You know, we cover everything Kansas City. It's uh, the-cave-sports.com. But yeah, go check it out. Leave a comment, maybe share it on Facebook or something. And Hope you guys and hope everyone enjoys it. Well, thanks for coming on, buddy. It's been good talking to you, getting a different perspective on the uh, sports. We usually keep it Ohio sports. It's good to get a, uh, a Boston slash Kansas City perspective on some uh, some different sports here, buddy. So thanks for coming on. We enjoyed it. Uh, give me a good cheers, Joe. And uh, we'll talk to you guys out there next time. And we love you all. And we'll see you. Oh,